Yeah, I would say a big one for us is making intentional space. Um, we try to pray before bed, which is like a really practical thing, but uh, making space to read scripture. Uh, we actually read some marriage books, um, making space like on a, on a weekly basis to connect and like re-point our relationship back to God. Because you don't set your relationship, point towards God one time and be like, oh, it's, it's good, it's... Uh, it's a daily thing. Sometimes days are harder than others, but it's a, it's a daily thing. Yeah, and in addition to that, um, we both are involved separately in Bible study groups and community groups, um, which I think helps us to connect with God individually, which then I think better prepares us to be connected as a couple. One way I've found that helps us come back together is, it sounds counterintuitive, but looking at myself and not Abby, it's easy to find faults in different relationships. Like the challenge is to actually see what God's teaching you that, in that moment. And the ultimate key is realizing that I'm not perfect. She's not perfect, we are not perfect. We're trying to become one, but that's, the whole idea of sanctification. Like God is using our marriage to come back together. I think when I think about how God loves me and I'm not perfect, really helps me to appreciate and come back together with Abby because I realize my love is not perfect. Um, she's not perfect, but that's, that's what marriage is. That's what we're called to do in marriage. most shocking or surprising thing after we got married was just how much effort is actually required every day and um, you know I was kind of expecting to just kind of go about my life and you know have my partner there you know we live together but really like marriage requires or, or any serious relationship does require daily effort um, mm -hmm. to reconnect you know like we could have a great day one week but then the next week like we still need to like put that effort in to keep you know, our relationship healthy and, and keep communicating and being on the same page. So that was definitely surprising. I wasn't, I wasn't expect, I mean, I knew it would be effort, but I wasn't expecting to, you know, that, that daily effort that, that has to be put in every day. You are always working. It was a shock to me that you can, you can try with all your might to solve this problem. And you could say, once I solve this, then it'll yeah. be perfect. And believe it or not, the problems that we faced when we were dating, they did not go yeah. away when we got married. Yep. We still have the same problems. That's okay. <laughs> but we're still working on them, and, and they've gotten better, yep. and we understand each other better, mm -hmm. but those same those same things that we had tough conversations about, we still have tough conversations about now. Probably will in the future. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's good, yeah. Something that I wish I had understood when I was single is whether you're single or dating or married, you're still a complete person. Like God is still loves you just the same. You're not going to be, you know, because a lot of people say like, oh, he's my, he's my other half. But really, like, you're already a full person, whether you're dating or not. And that's something I didn't understand. I felt like I had to be in a relationship to, like, fully live out God's plan for me. But... Your value like, doesn't change. Your, your value doesn't change whether you're, whether you're single or dating or married. Um, you know, you are a full and complete person and, you know, being with a partner just 
helps you to enhance and, and live out God's plan together, but, but God still has plans for you um, regardless. Another thing I don't think I fully understood when I was single and, and looking for a relationship is I really put it as a pedestal in my life, as an idol kind of thinking, oh, once I get in a relationship or once I get married, like these problems will go away or these insecurities will go away. And may, maybe some of that, um, some of that gets diminished, but there's still some things that I struggle with. So it's, it's not like once you get into a relationship, all your problems go away, all your personal trauma goes away. Um, a relationship is, is not a fix-all. It is a good thing God put in place, but it's, it's definitely something you have to be intentional about accepting the responsibility of joining a life with someone. What's up, Cam Fam? How you doing? Hey, Brent and Abby, that, I don't know where you are, but that was awesome. You guys, thank you so much for just sharing some relationship advice. I think you guys met at Cam, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a story behind that. I don't know. But it's just been just cool. Just say yes, it's good marketing. It's good. Oh, whoa. No, that's it. Hey, come to Cam, find your person. Uh, no, uh, but thanks for being able to share that. We are week two into our relationship series that, as you're reading behind me, is called Relatable. We talked about friendships last week, and it was, a, I think, just a really important conversation because friendships are relationships that we all have, we want to have. They're one of the most important things in our lives. And this week, as you heard, we are talking about another really important thing, dating, dating and boundaries. And uh, we just think that this is an important conversation because we understand and realize that people in this room right now, dating is a topic that probably is on your mind either a little bit or a lot of it. And we all, yeah, yeah yes, that's awesome. And we also know that people in this room right now are at very different stages when it comes to dating. Some of you are dating. Some of you aren't dating. Some of you were dating. Some of you want to be dating. Some of you have just honestly some hurt experiences or even harm from dating. Some of you are like, Jesus, please just give me that girl. Give me that guy. We're all at different. I've been there. Come on. Like, that's a real thing. We, <laughs> I got to give you some money every woo. Like, there's a, there's a quarter. Uh, there you go. Uh, who has quarters nowadays? I don't know. But anyways. Um, we understand that people are at different places, but it's such an important conversation because it's one that we all are just thinking about. And so I am joined here with Isaiah and Callie. Um, that's right. We can give you, we can give you guys a hand. So um, as you, you probably do know Isaiah. Isaiah was an intern uh, with Cam uh, all last year. A little plug if you want to be an intern at Cam, talk to me. Um, and Callie is dating Isaiah. What? This is actually our first time meeting. It's I, not. I don't know. It's not. Oh nice my to meet gosh. You. Anything can happen up here, people. <laughs> no, but um, Callie, you've been a part of Cam, and it's been really cool to just, just witness your because you guys did meet at Cam to witness just 
your journey growing in Christ as individuals and then as a couple. And for me to just be able to see that and just be involved in your lives in different capacities, it's been really cool. And I actually invited you guys to come and talk um, because uh, you guys actually have a lot of wisdom when it comes to dating. And I think wisdom is such an important thing that is often undervalued in our culture today. And especially when it comes to dating, I think all of us are hungry for wisdom. The Bible doesn't really talk that much about dating. I don't even think it talks about dating. A little bit in Old Testament here and there, but it's not really dating in our context. But So wisdom it comes uh, in really handy here. So I can talk forever. We're here to listen to you guys talk. I would love for you guys to just share a little bit about your story, kind of where you were at. I, I mentioned a little bit of it uh, up to like today. Yeah. Um, so for me, I started coming to Cam in about 2019. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what the date is, but um, during the pandemic, we um, made a group of friends that we had online on an app called Discord where we could talk, play games, and stuff like that. Um, and we were there. And then once we got to meet each other in person a lot more, as I and I clicked, but also butted heads a lot. A lot. Um, and a lot of people can attest to that. Even Abby and Brett that you just saw can attest to <laughs> a lot of those arguments. Abby's like, heads. amen, amen. <laughs> Or that stubbornness that we both had when we were younger. Um, I say that like I'm so much older yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to say that was like two <laughs> years ago. Um, but through that time, we grew pretty close. We were really good friends. I valued his opinion. Um, and I just like spending time with him a lot. Um, but for a lot of that, I was like, well, we just don't get along like the best in a lot of ways. So like there's no way I could ever date him. Yada, yada, yada. I talked to my mom about it. And then um, I think in the summer of 2022, I noticed a lot more maturity in both of us. Um, and at one point, uh, I kind of was just like, oh, crap. I think I like him now. Um, and so I was just. Bad news bearers. <laughs> um, just kind of trying to process that. And it came to um, about October. And I was just kind of stuck in it. And I was like, I don't want to keep liking him, not doing anything. So I just kind of prayed. I was like, hey, God, I can't control this anymore. This is not for me to do. Like, please just take it from my hands. And whatever happens, like, help me to love and accept whatever result it is. And then a week later, he asked me out on a date. And happy ever after. And that's it. That's <laughs> the entire talk. See you guys later. No. Um, so for the last year we've been together, it's just, just crossed over a year, what, two weeks ago now? I should know that off the top of my head, but I, I don't. don't either, so it's okay. Well, that's good. N neither one of us do. But yeah, for the last year we've uh, dating. And uh, honestly, like one of the biggest things that we've been growing in slowly but surely, or I guess it's two things, is like communication and trust with one another. Um, you know, she talked about the fact that we butted heads a lot as friends, which again, very true. Um, both of us were very stubborn people and I think still can be somewhat stubborn people sometimes, but we've learned to communicate through that a lot better. Uh, and also trust one another that our hearts are in the right place, even if it doesn't get communicated the best. Um, so yeah, it's just been a year, and it's been really cool to get to know her uh, more and more. I hope it's been cool to get to know me more and more. It's been pretty good. Right, pretty good. Okay, that's a passing grade. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, it's just been a really cool year. Um, and yeah, I guess that's that brings us to today, or I guess two months ago when we you asked us to do this talk. Yeah, thanks for sharing uh, a bit of your story. There's a word um, that you guys said a couple times that I, I know to be a really important word in all types of relationships, but especially dating relationships, it's communication. And I know I just from knowing both of you, uh, communication has been an integral part of your dating relationship. Um, I would love for you guys to just spend a little bit of time 
talking and unpacking the importance of communication for both of you? Yeah, I mean, I guess I can take this one kind of because this, the, the whole communication about communication kind of started with me and actually not like a kind of a bad experience I had. Um, so for those of you who know, like my parents uh, right now are getting divorced um, and this was many years in the making. It was a lot of years of really poor communication between my parents. So I grew up watching what bad communication in a, look in a relationship looks like. Um, and that was something, you know, even in the early stages of dating that I was like, even when I was like super unsure about like, you know, am I doing this right? Am I doing the right thing? Like I wanted to do at least that right. I wanted to be open and honest as much as possible with you. Um, so like that was honestly one of the first like heavy conversations we had was about that. Um, and yeah, it's really important for us, um, obviously just like to keep us on the same page as one another so that there's not as much butting heads as we used to have uh, as we were friends. And again, like both of us can be kind of stubborn people and that's you know something we're both aware of. So we try and communicate through that and that's helped us to not like work around issues and avoid them, but work around issues in the sense of like, we work together towards a solution like, and usually it lies again somewhere between where the two of us are. But it's also important because we trust one another that the communication is what has allowed us to trust one another. You know, again, if we hadn't been communicating as well as we had through our relationship, we wouldn't be where we are now. And then, you know, trust leads to, to vulnerability. And yeah, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, I think one of the most important parts for me is I have struggled with trusting people in the past. Mm -hmm. And so starting to create a space where I felt comfortable sharing whatever I felt um, and not feeling like I'd be judged or um, invalidated in that. Um, and so something in that was kind of starting with some vulnerability and having um, Isaiah listen validate and understand or do his best to understand um, those kind of things because my emotions can be everywhere. Um, and so uh, no comment. <laughs> um, him showing me that he <laughs> he values and listens to what I have to say um, creates more trust, which in turn creates more space for that vulnerability and that sharing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was super important in our communication too because we've been through some pretty tough things either in this last year or years before that mm -hmm. are hard for us to share and we're both people that tend to hold some of those things pretty close to our chest. Mm -hmm. And so being able to have someone that I can trust mm -hmm. with what I need mm -hmm. um, has been really wonderful. Yeah, and it, I mean, it came in stages too. It wasn't like, you know, second date, we're sharing our deepest, darkest secret. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Don't dump everything on somebody on the first date. I, I've done it. I don't recommend it. Um, but yeah, it came in stages, you know, you know, trusting you with something small and then seeing like, oh yeah, she valued that and I, she's worthy of trusting. And then like slightly bigger things, slightly bigger things, slightly scarier things. So yeah, it came in, it came in stages too, which I think was, was really cool. Yeah, I think that's really important because in communication, um, and you, you said this a little bit earlier as I just explained it, but trust and vulnerability are our best friends. Uh, and a relationship, especially a dating relationship, especially if you're dating, to be like, is this a person that I, I want to spend the rest of my life with? You will be vulnerable if you're, I mean, that's the goal of being vulnerable with someone. And it's, I want to say it's impossible to be vulnerable in a safe environment unless trust has been established. And that creates a lot of, like, you know, courage and a lot of like, I'm gonna give you this part of my heart and I'm gonna see what you're gonna do with it. Okay, wow, you respected me and you called me on some stuff in a healthy way. 
I'm going to give you a little bit more of my heart. I'm going to give you more. And um, the more of your heart that you can end up giving to someone, that just shows a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. But I love that trust leads to vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability often doesn't lead to trust. Mm -hmm. It can be, yeah, it can be kind of unsafe if you're just leading with vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Really wise, really wise. Wrapped, wrapped around that, I think there's boundaries. You know, when you're communicating and establishing trust to then make the courageous decision to be vulnerable, there's boundaries wrapped around that. Boundaries that you are communicating to the person that you're dating to say like, hey, this is what I'm comfortable with, this is what I'm not comfortable with. Emotionally, spiritually, physically, boundaries is an important conversation that often I don't hear Christians today talking enough about. So if you feel comfortable, I would love for you to just share your experience on boundaries and dating. Yeah, I think boundaries are an incredibly important part of it. And something that comes along with that is sharing them. Because mm -hmm. if you have boundaries and you don't tell the other person, they're not going to know. And they're ultimately either going to cross those boundaries or feel horrible about it later. Um, and so something that we did from the get-go was discuss different types of boundaries. And like you said, we had three, which were um, spiritual, emotional, and physical. Um, I mean, think the one that we touch on the most in society or in Christian culture is the physical. And that is important. Um, there is goodness in um, saving some of that. We were pretty strict with our uh, physical boundaries in the beginning. Um, given, like, my history of not being a Christian, I was a little bit wary of some things. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it because we were able to um, bond on a more, like, I don't want to say friendship level, but intellectual. I got to know him more as a person, his heart, his desires. Um, his faith. And so that was a wonderful way to um, kind of minimize those distractions. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, on top of that, you know, I had gotten a piece of advice from a mentor of mine a while back um, that, like, you know, breaking apart a physical connection or an emotional connection is, like, really challenging as is because, you know, like, breakups happen. And, like, in the early stages of a relationship, you don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, so, like, you know, I had a pretty strict, like, boundary, or I had a couple of pretty strict boundaries in terms of, like, spiritual boundaries. Like, in terms of, like, there were certain things going on in my spiritual life that I didn't talk about yet because I wasn't comfortable with it. I didn't want to have to go through that process of separating. And now, of course, as we've gotten closer together and, and dated for longer, I've started opening up more with that. And, I'm like, there's not a whole lot of spiritual boundaries that I still hold to this day but like one of them for example is like for the first like six or so months that we were together like we didn't pray together like we prayed for each other a lot we would you know give each other prayer requests but we didn't pray together because that was something that i was like ooh, you know if, if things go wrong with the two of us that would be really really hard for me to like you know think about praying and like and like every time i pray have to think about like not being able to pray with with you anymore like that would have been really difficult for me uh, and then the other one, obviously, is the physical one, which a lot of people talk about in the Christian world. And again, you know, this is my opinion, and I believe your opinion on what the Bible has to say is, like, sex is supposed to be saved for the confines of marriage. And, like, there's a, you know, if, if you put sex, like, all the way over here, let's just say, like, you and I have a boundary, like, here. Like, this is where... Is Baby Yoda your, your Baby sex Yoda boundary? is... Okay, let's not call on that. <laughs> now I don't want to use that water bottle. I got to get back on track after that comment. Um, so anyways. is the boundary. Keep going. <laughs> Good gravy. Um, so 
there's there's a line that exists for everyone um, that you know like physical affection goes from something that's good like a good piece of a relationship a good way to express love for one another to a temptation towards crossing that boundary that God has set before us right and like if that boundary for where it be goes from like a good way to express love for one another to temptation is here we're like okay let's find a boundary that's like here it's a it's quite a way short of that and then we that's where our physical boundaries are with one another i'm not going to go into detail i don't think you guys want to hear it um but then on top of that like if our if our actual boundary is here we try and stay like 10 feet short of that and i think this is something that a lot of people get wrong i'm not going to say necessarily christians get wrong but you see, like, a lot of people tend to see how close can I get to that line without crossing it? Like, how close can I get to your boundaries without crossing it? And I think our perspective has always been, and we've always communicated this, is, like, let's not even get close to it. Like, that boundary is there, like, if, if all else fails. But we want to stay, you know, well short of that. Because that's, that's a caring thing to do. It's a loving thing to do for one another. Yeah, and then the other one that I didn't touch on before is emotional boundaries. I am a person that I've already said is extremely emotional. I um, never wanted to become dependent solely on him for my emotional needs. So something that I tried to communicate with him and even with friends is just being aware of how much weight I was putting on him in my life um, to hold those things because he's a person and he can't hold everything. And if I put all of that emotional dependence on him, he would fail. Which yeah. is human and normal. I, I couldn't I would, do it either. I would admit that and too. so that was an important boundary and still is um, to have community and friendships where I can go to them with some of those emotional things as well um, to have more than just one person to hold me up. I love, I love that. I love that we're talking about boundaries. And I want to say a few things on this. First, when you're communicating a boundary to someone else, that, that is an outflow of you saying, I have worth. Mm -hmm. And and if you are gonna be in a relationship with me, you need to respect my worth. Mm -hmm. And my boundary might not be your boundary, but if you want to be in a relationship with me, I invite you to respect my boundary. And I'll share why I have this boundary with you. It's probably not gonna be about you, it's about my worth. And it's about you know what it looks like to love and respect me. And I love that we're talking about, because we go to physical so often about boundaries. and. But there is a deeper intelligence when it comes to boundaries, spiritual and emotional. But I do want to talk about physical boundaries because that's the thing that a lot of us might question. You know, the Bible does talk about what you said, saving sex for marriage. And I just want to say a couple things. One, God is not the fun police. <laughs> like, he's not like, get away from that boundary. No, he created the theology, theology around sex is that when, when people come together in a, in a covenanted marital relationship, you are imaging God, and, and that's a sacred and beautiful thing. Sex is a beautiful thing, and it's not like a fun police. It's a, hey, this is something that's so powerful mm -hmm. that is for your good that I want you to advocate for. Mm -hmm. Know that your worth is, is for, for someone to share that with someone in marriage. But I also know that, man, I think statistics 10 years ago were like, 98% in a, a, a book that I was reading on boundaries titled it, I think 98.5% of, of Christians have had sex before marriage when they're in, like when they're in the college age. So it's like, I just want to say from up front, this is not like a judgment zone. We're not saying like, if you have 
crossed a boundary, then God is ashamed of you. No, we believe in the power of Jesus Christ who died and rose again for our sins, and he is in the process of redeeming us. He doesn't look at us through our mistakes. He looks at us through the lens of his resurrection. He loves you so much. He'll never love you any less. And we just got to know that when we're talking about different things because there's different areas that we're just going to, like, get wrong and miss the mark. Sin literally means it's an, it's an archery term in the Old Testament and in the New Testament without missing the mark, missing the bullseye. And we're going to miss it. Read Romans 7 if you're not familiar with it. Paul says, I do the things that I do not want to do. What a wretched man I am. Thanks for God um, who came to save me. Anyway, I'm preaching too much right now. But, um, but I didn't think that was such a, there was such a thing as preaching too much. I know, right? But, but we're all, and some of us have hurt. You know, there's pain. There's different things that have happened that we need to unpack in a safe environment. But, but anyway, getting back to boundaries, and, and people might not even agree with the theology that we're communicating, and that's okay. Like, you're, you belong here if you don't agree with what we're talking about. But um, anyway, such an important conversation. We're messy people, and we're going to get it wrong. But I love just you guys sharing boundaries. So... But the reality is we're talking about a relationship right now, dating, and not everyone is dating. So I would love for both of you to just speak to the person who is not dating um, and just what words of encouragement would you give them? I mean, I, I think the first thing that I would actually say is that there's really not much that I'm going to say to, like, again, those people experiencing loneliness. Like, I'm not going to say something that's going to be a magic cure-all and you're going to be super happy to not be in a relationship. Like, I, I can't do that because, I, you know, I heard a lot of words preached on dating when I was single, and there was very rarely anything that made me feel better about not being single. But I think an encouragement I would give is, first of all, single people, especially, like, single people in college, single people working, you have a lot of time. And I found that when I was single, I'm, I'm thinking back to like spring of 2021 uh, and then into summer. So like spring of 2021, again, like this is peak of shutdown and like not, or no, I guess that was still would have been 2020. Um, but yeah. It we was don't need to relive those years in detail. No, we don't. We, just we really don't. Um, but this was like the peak of shutdown. Like this is, you know, this is some of the loneliest time I've ever been in. Like um, you know, we had our friend group that would meet online, but that was, I mean, if we're being honest, it wasn't really anything. It was kind of a consolation prize, and I was, like, really, really lonely, and I was wishing, like, you know, and man, I wish I had my, my person that I could go hang out with, even though there's this disease going around the world. Like, I wanted that, and I didn't, didn't have it. I really wasn't even, like, close to having it, and, you know, looking back at it now, I'm thankful I didn't, because I really wasn't ready for it, and I probably would have messed that one up pretty bad, but... The thing is, is like going into summer, instead of choosing to sit in that, I chose to lean deeper and deeper into a relationship with God, which I'm aware is like the, the professional Christian thing to say, but it was, it's also so true. Like I spent hours and hours a day in scripture because I didn't really have anything else to do. And I would meet and have coffee over FaceTime with mentors and friends of mine. And I would just, we would just dig through the Bible. We'd spend hours talking about it. And that's probably the most content I've ever been in in my life, um, especially during the time of being single. Like that was the most content I'd ever been is when I drew nearest to Jesus, even when I was like the most alone. So I think my encouragement is like, again, it's the professional Christian thing to say, but like lean into a relationship with Jesus. And like when I say lean, I, don't, I mean like fully lean into it, like fully give yourself to that relationship 
and you will be feel much more content than you ever will in a, in a relationship with another human. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's important to build that relationship with God. Um, something that I like to think about or I would like to talk to with um, other friends that I've had that are single is, um, first of all, I've been there. It was not very fun for a lot of it, but uh, something that I grew to understand is the loneliness that I felt in um, singleness wasn't going to be fixed by being in a relationship. That loneliness that I had was more based in um, a lack of a relationship with God. It's that hole that we want to fill that we can fill with um, friends, with um, you know, going out and doing things that aren't necessarily the best for us, with relationships, with all those other things that will inevitably not fill us up. And there are even times still in um, my relationship now where I still feel lonely. Mm -hmm. And that's not wrong, but it's not going to change because you're in a relationship. I wish it did. It would be very nice if it did. But um, the most important thing for me is to be um, confident in myself and uh, know how to take care of myself before I stepped into a relationship. And that was something that I really worked on that I um, didn't become content fully with being single because that's still really difficult. But I was happy with where I was in my friendships. I dove greatly into my friends, into my community, and I found so much fulfillment in that. Mm -hmm. And once I felt like I could really support myself with the people around me, with my faith, then I felt more ready to be in a relationship. And I mean, the thing I shared early about the fact that I prayed and then a week later he asked me out that's not going to happen for everyone that's probably not going to happen for most people mm -hmm. it's very rare but it it kind of shows so you need to be praying for us yeah. that's yes. what okay. the people I who know <laughs> um, just let me know your request at the end um, <laughs> um but it, for me it was a pretty a pretty obvious sign of like i needed to surrender my personal desire for a relationship and what i thought was best for me and what i wanted to accept that I don't know what's best mm -hmm. for me and God knows what's best for me and I need to listen and constantly be aware of that because even in dating I've been praying I'm just like God whatever you think is best for me like please help me to accept it mm -hmm. and um, embrace it mm -hmm. and I think that can be something in singleness if you are single like just asking God like whatever you want me to like situation you want me to be in right now like help me to be content and find the good in it and feel blessed in it. Um, yeah, and something I'll add to that before the next, as we're about to wrap up. Um, if you're dating, be friends with people who are single. <laughs> like, you need friends still. Don't have that person that you're dating be your best friend. Hopefully, it could end up in, maybe if your uh, intent is marriage, it could end up there. But so often, it doesn't. And if you just isolate yourself with, with your person for that time and you don't spend any time with your friends... One, you're not going to have a support system if that relationship doesn't go go the way you might be hoping. And two, you actually need people pouring into your life mm -hmm. so that you can be a healthy person of God and a healthy person in your relationship. Mm -hmm. So relationship, like friendships are so important. And single people, be bold to be friends with the dating people. Be the third wheel. I've been a third wheel so many times. Get over the mm -hmm. uncomfortableness because there are awesome people dating. And you don't have to just be dating to be friends with people who are dating. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say like one thing too is like I love Callie. I love spending time with her. But the thing is, like, we both understand that, like, even though a lot of the times we probably would want to be with each other more than, like, our friends and stuff like that, like, we both have our own community groups um, that we're involved in. Like, we have support systems around us. And there are days, like, you know, where I'm like, hey, I just want to, you know, I want to hang out with my friends today. And it's like, you know, if I made myself, like, hang out with you every single time, like, I wouldn't be as healthy of a person as, as I am right now. And it, the same is true uh, for you, too. So it's like, the thing is, too, if you if you have a 
a significant other that's like prioritizing spending time in Christian community, it's not anything to do with you. It's the, it, that's actually the healthy thing for them Very to healthy. do. All right, we just there's so many good things. Couple just couple more minutes and we're done. Mm-hmm. I would love for you guys to share any scripture that um, might have been helpful for your relationship that you've gone to. Yeah, I think um, for me, one that I found was, I also want to clarify, I'm still learning to read the Bible. It's something that I'm working through. But one that I found is Romans 12, 9 through 12. Mm-hmm. And it is, love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in prayer, Patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, there's a lot of good things I love about this, and it's honestly something that I would apply to friendships, family, and relationships. Um, love must be sincere. You need to be honest and open. If you're hiding yourself, that's not sincere. And that can be hard and scary, but that is with the vulnerability and the safe space mm-hmm. um, that we've talked about before. And honor one another above yourselves. Respect those boundaries. Mm-hmm talk about those boundaries and what's best for both of you. Part of that is I wanted to honor him. He wanted to honor me, Mm -hmm. um, even if it's not the most fun all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Never be lacking in zeal. Keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. I think that has also been a priority that's helped us grow a lot, is to make sure that my faith is my priority. Mm -hmm. Um, Being close to God is above being close to Isaiah. And then lastly, I just really love this little phrase thing. It's a fun thing to repeat or just remember. It's be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. I really like patient in affliction because I struggle with patience. And so whenever we're in an argument, um, just trying to be patient, slow down, take a step back, and um, think about what he is going through and what he's experienced versus what just I want. How about you? Yeah, so um, I think my passage is kind of a, a simple gospel as I think where you used when we were, we were talking about this talk um, but it's first Corinthians uh, 14 4 through 7 and it goes anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves I think this is the wrong passage actually yeah it's 13 whoops do you have your phone with you <laughs> I got my phone <laughs> I probably I probably gave the tech team tech team doesn't make mistakes I make mistakes right tech team <laughs> that's out. right let's Shout give it up for our tech team Woo! while we pull up our own tech First Corinthians. 13. Find it faster. Let's go. There you go. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. There it is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It, is, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always preserves. And there's a lot that I can unpack in this. And honestly, we could be up here for another half an hour talking about it. But let's let's not. not. Um, So I think the two things that are, that really, really stick out to me uh, are first of all, like love is not self-seeking. It is really easy on a given day to choose to do what I want to do and not to do what is good and what is loving to you. Or, I mean, honestly, even in friendships, it's it's easy to be like, uh, this is what I want to do. So this is what I'm going to do. But love is not self-seeking, and love in a relationship is even even like less so. Like you know, I find myself. Let, let's go to this past weekend, for example. Like we were up in Minneapolis for a concert for Need to Breathe uh, and Jude and the Lion, which was amazing. It was an awesome concert. Um, but 
I know that you don't love concerts or you, you love concerts. Concerts don't necessarily love you. Yep. Yeah. So it's like the, it's the noise thing. It's just, yeah, we'll leave it at that. But uh, I knew that going into it. Um, and we got to about hour four of what was supposed to be a three-hour concert. It was about four and a half hours, yeah. yeah. That's too long. Yeah. I'm sorry. I need to be in my PJs, <laughs> sipping my sleepy tea. Watching the morning show at yeah, 11 o'clock at I night. I binged that last <laughs> night. It's fine. But, and she, she kind of was starting to run out, of, run out of energy, and I noticed it, and I asked her probably five times if, you, if she wanted to just go like sit in the back, away from the stage, um, so where it was a little quieter and, and head out a little before everyone else did because that was a loving thing to do. And I, I told her when we were kind of standing towards the back waiting for a ride to get there, I was like, you know, I'm a little disappointed I didn't get to stay for the whole thing, but she made the sacrifice to get in the car with me for four hours, drive up to Minneapolis, arrange for us to stay at her sister's house, and then go to the concert with me. The least I can do is like leave 30 minutes early because she's uncomfortable and she's not, you know, having a good time. Again, that's, that was an opportunity where it was very easy for me to be like, no, this is what I want to do. We drove all the way here for this. And it was a very, that was a very prideful way to think, but that was what was easy. But it, love is not self-seeking. So, you know, choosing to, to leave the concert was like, again, momentarily disappointing. But when I woke up the next day, I was like, I was very happy that, you know, I had made that choice to, to love you above need to breathe. But yeah, the other thing is uh, the, first, the first piece of it, love is patient, love is kind not envy and it does not boast um, patience kindness shockingly things that two stubborn people struggle to do sometimes yeah. a <laughs> little bit <laughs> um, but again like it's a good reminder that love is a choice some days and now like 99% of days it is the easiest thing in the world to, to get up and love you but like there's that 1% of days where I'm like man I'm out of energy I'm beat down I'm I'm angry about this, that, and the other thing. You know, this didn't go my way, whatever. So I really don't want to be patient and kind today. But then I have to take a moment and step back and be like, oh, you know, love is love is patient, love is kind. I'm, I have to choose to love today, and I have to choose to be patient and kind, even though that's not what, like, my emotions are telling me to do. So I'd yeah. say those are the two things that stick out. That's good. All right. We need to end this conversation <laughs> Last thoughts that you want to share, 30 seconds each. Thirty, okay. 30 seconds, ah, keep okay. it quick. That I know, makes me I not know. want to talk. That's okay. good. <laughs> um, last thing I will say is um, physical attraction is important, but it is not the most important part of your relationship. Mm -hmm. We're all going to age. We're all going to change. And something that um, might not be normal for most couples, but we experienced is I was more attracted to who the person he was mm -hmm and the soul he had, and those kind of things we talked about before. Before I was attracted to him as physically. Now, I think you're the most handsome man I've ever met. Aww. But, but that didn't come initially. You did not plan that. And I, would, awesome. <laughs> I would say something like if your hang-up on a relationship is maybe like, well, I have this specific type, I would challenge you on that and say, like, look at the person for the qualities they have, the heart they have, because that's what's going to last mm -hmm. and um, help you guys thrive versus like oh maybe they're not like the height I want and maybe they don't have the hair color I want like mm -hmm. focus more on the person and mm -hmm. the heart they have mm -hmm. um, before that something I like to say is beauty fades but annoying is forever mm -hmm. yeah that's true 
We're not going to say which one of us that applies to, right? We're just going to, no. <laughs> you have 30 seconds. You're I have 30 seconds. Uh, she definitely took more than 30 seconds. 24. Okay, fine. Um, anyways, I would say, t and this is more directed at people who are dating, don't lose the fun of dating in the heavy and in the intentional. It's great to be intentional and pursue meaningful conversations, but don't lose having fun in that. On the flip side, don't lose being intentional and having too much fun. There's a balance. Most of the days that we spend together, we get to laugh and have fun. But there are those days that we have to sit down and have a serious conversation about, you know, like past traumas or ways that a fight happened between the two of us that, like, you know, we can work through next time. And, like, we have to be intentional with that. But we also have to have fun. Like, again, if we would have sat in the seriousness forever that we were kind of in for, like, the first couple weeks that we were dating we probably still wouldn't be together. And if we just had fun all the time, we wouldn't be able to love each other as well as, as we do. And it wouldn't be something that has the chance of lasting. So 